0: CSL Charlotte Sports Live
1: Well, we're another day removed from that Panthers Jets debacle. Hopefully, cooler heads have prevailed at home for everybody. If not, we're going to work on that tonight here on Charlotte Sports Live. It's going to be a little bit of a therapy session. We have
2: a lot of those on yeah, the
1: show. By unfortunately, the way. more yeah. than I'd like, your <laughs> therapists Will and Carla, Grace will be here in a minute with more on the 49ers. Football Media Day of Charlotte, not of San Francisco.
2: Yes, and we do have our PhD in that, so feel free (laughs) to uh, chime in on Twitter as well. Plus, Alshon Jeffrey getting a major honor at South Carolina and high school football, only 48 hours away from kickoff. But we got to start with the Panthers. They were back on the practice field today. They're trying to wash all the woes away from Saturday's game.
1: A lot of blood to get off that field. First, some housekeeping notes though. Andy Dalton did not practice today due to a sore back. Doesn't seem to be anything major, just had some work done on it. As for the team, there is a lot to practice after the showing um, Saturday against the Jets. They're back at it Friday night already against the New York Giants in New York, or actually in Newark and New Jersey. (laughs) And this is the time to keep proper perspective. Keeping in mind what preseason is and what it is not about, right DJ?
2: Preseason isn't necessarily about winning. It's about figuring out who can do what we ask them to do. I'm thinking more like from a coach's perspective, but also as a teammate. Like,
0: who can I trust to go in and do these assignments right? Rather, this
2: receiver goes in and go for 80 yards, but then he had four missed assignments. You it's like, I cannot trust him when the lights are really on. So that's kind of what this is really all about.
1: So I loved this answer yes. from Chark. I asked him, basically, what's his perspective of getting your tail whipped at home in front of a handful of fans and just getting embarrassed? And that was his answer. There's a longer one on my Twitter account right now. And I, I implore you to go listen to it because it's a long – it's not a long-winded answer, but it's a well-explained answer yeah. as to why right now it's not all about winning. Yeah. And I think he just did a really nice job explaining because right now it's about – Figuring out how to win when it matters. Right now, it's not about winning.
3: Yeah,
2: not only that, but DJ gives such great answers to really Mm -hmm. all of the questions that he has. Not only that, and this is another reason why I did not panic after the preseason game is because Coach Frank Reich went into this game saying we weren't going to see a lot, and that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't going to be upset if his if his guys made mistakes because they're figuring things out, and the coaching staff's also figuring things out too, as well as position battles. Like there's so many more thoughts going on behind the preseason game than just winning or losing yes you want to win you at least want to score you want to move the ball down the field which is something that they didn't do Saturday but th- but there's so much else going on
1: and you guys talked to Derek right after the game yeah and he said when he got the play sheet he was like oh that that's it yeah It's so it's very vanilla right now <laughs> with that being said I'm not going to fool you and tell you that they looked better than what you think because they looked terrible they looked horrible and That's why James Camp and the offensive line had a meeting afterwards. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. But they looked horrible. They know that. But it's not the end of the world because it's week one of the preseason.
2: That's right. So let's maybe go back and look at some of the preseason game on Saturday. And, of course, the biggest thing was that Young took a big shot from his blind side on his first drop back and would exit the game after being sacked early in the second quarter, but he still bounced back each time and he kept that next play mentality. But after taking some time to dissect the tape, Frank Wright said Monday that he was pleased with at least what he saw from Bryce under center.
0: Just feel, accuracy, um, the way he worked through progressions. Um, you know, I, I, like, I like, you know, the aggressive throw down the field to DJ I liked the the little short completion in the right, you know, that man-to-man coverage. You need to make some of those completions. I liked his demeanor when he got walloped on how he bounced back from that. You know, I thought that was all good.
2: We didn't really get too long of a look at Bryce against the Jets, but the rookie QB did get a few drives on the field. Young was four of six for 21 yards. That gave him a 72.2 rating in his first taste of the NFL action. And if you're looking for positive takeaways, Panthers fans, he took care of the football even while taking some shots in the pocket. And speaking of Bryce Young taking some shots, let's talk about the O-line now. Certainly did not meet expectations. The group allowed eight quarterback hits, five of which ended in sacks, and Bryce Young endured one of those. Young only took 11 snaps, and he was hit three times. The backup didn't provide any relief either, which maybe was concern- – I think that concerns a lot of people, Will, that this was a group that was solidified last season, right?
1: yeah well that is the biggest concern is the fact that but it's also you know i'm going to let james camp in actually i'm going to let austin corbett tell you why they love their offensive line coach and why they're embarrassed by their efforts and then i'm going to tell you why this is all kind of good news or, or at least not bad news okay the amount of love he has his true love for each one of us um, whether we've been with him for a month or been with him for you know three four years whatever it is um he wants to see us succeed out there he wants to see us uh, be better men when we get home. Uh, being a better father, husband, whatever it is, um, he truly wants that from us. And when when you get a true, genuine feeling from a from a coach like that, then that's when you get into that. I don't want to disappoint him. Whatever action it may be.
2: All right. So let's take a look at the offensive line right now and who they're working with. Obviously, Austin Corbett still out. He's coming back from a torn ACL that he suffered last season against the Jets. Cade May steps up and. In- Yeah, Cade Mays stepped up into his spot, and the rest of the line stays the same as last season. Justin McRae behind Bozeman at center and Cam Irving gives the group a veteran presence coming off the bench.
1: Okay, so this is why I'm I'm not okay with them being horrible, but why I'm not losing my mind over it is because, one, we've seen them be good before. Right. And James Camp the offensive line coach said today, it's all about fundamentals. It wasn't about lack of desire. It wasn't about lack of effort. It wasn't about they weren't good enough in order to stop the Jets' defensive line. It's the fundamentals, like they didn't keep their pad level low, they didn't get their hands inside, it just, they didn't, their footwork wasn't good enough. We've seen all of those things go well for the Panthers for a long stretch of time last season. So they can fix that, and it will be fixed, I promise you it will be fixed. It will be better against the Giants. Yes. I, I'm not worried about the offensive line at all. But I, not even a little bit. Yeah.
2: Not only that, but they were missing guys in rotation even in that game. And you give, I think you give some credit to the Jets defense too, a little bit. They've had an
1: extra week of practice. They had an extra game already.
2: And they also practice against them in the joy practices. So they maybe knew a little bit of what was going to come, maybe a little bit from the preparation side of things. But Zavala, Nash Jensen, obviously Austin Corbett, all those guys kind of back in the mix Mm -hmm. besides Corbett this week at practice.
1: And Campin said today they were all assignment sound. So everyone knew what they were doing. And this isn't an excuse. It's not me telling you that they looked better than what they were. No, they stunk. They were horrible. They had a (laughs) private meeting afterwards. And I'm sure James Campin absolutely lit them up for their lack of execution. It's all fundamental stuff that they know how to do, that they will fix, not worried about it at all. But the Panthers did have a few guys with injuries after Saturday's preseason loss to the Jets. Terrence Marshall Jr. was not one of them, but the Panthers' third year receiver was carted off the field yesterday at practice. Frank Reich said after practice that he had tweaked something in his back. Hopefully, nothing too serious as he fights for depth prep positioning here in the preseason, and fans want to see a lot from him, hopefully, this season. Marshall now joins a somewhat long list of injured Panthers, by the way, including running back Miles Sanders, who did not practice today. <laughs> I mean, oh. my gosh, it's like, it's like the scroll in a Disney yeah. movie, It'll...
2: BBS receipt.
1: Eddie Pinheiro is hoping to be ready for, he says he should be ready for week one against Atlanta. Not sure quite yet if he's gonna kick against the Giants. Austin Corbett still on the Pup list and questionable for week one as of now. He will not be ready for week one, I'll tell you that right now. It's a matter of whether he will be placed on the Pup to start the season and whether he'll have to sit out at, I believe, six or seven weeks to start the year. Think the Carolina Panthers preseason continues this Friday night in the Meadowlands. The Black and Blue take on <laughs> New York Giants this Friday night at 7 p.m. in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And your home of the Carolina Panthers will be there for pre-game coverage. That is starts at six o'clock with Black and Blue kickoff live. Tell your friends, tell your family. Six o'clock Friday night pre-game show. You don't get Panthers coverage like this anywhere else. All right.
2: Let's talk about a team we haven't talked about in a minute. And that is the Hornets. The inaugural NBA in-season tournament is set to tip off in November. And today the Hornets announced their group play schedule. Teams were drawn randomly into groups of five with Charlotte joining Milwaukee, New York, Miami, and Washington. in an East B group. The Hornets will play each team once starting on Friday, November 10th at Washington. Each player on the winning team of the new annual competition is going to receive $500,000.
1: These guys don't have enough money. I was going to gonna say. It's to care about the
2: game. <laughs> and uh, for group play, games are played on tournament nights, which are every Tuesday and Friday from November 3rd to the 28th. So, the Hornets start things off with the Wizards, as we mentioned, and then they play at home against Jimmy Butler and the Heat on the 14th, staying at home for a, for a game three days later against Giannis and the Bucks, and finished up on a group play on the 28th against New York at the Garden. You got all that? Whatever.
1: <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this because it does not say a lot about the NBA if you feel the need to do an in-season tournament. It doesn't say that your product is very engaging throughout the year if you have to do this. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be neat, especially for teams that are going to be irrelevant chasing the NBA Finals and the playoffs. Someone like maybe the Hornets, like you have a chance to win something. Right. But I don't know. If you're doing this, it doesn't say a lot about your
2: product. I just think this is like where you need to have the conversation of how long is our season and should yeah. we shorten our season to maybe bring up the fan engagement? to me that's kind of you know even even NASCAR where mm-hmm. they were trying to do the bracket challenge in the summer. I like the idea uh, but again you're thinking, okay well maybe my season's too long.
1: And that's NASCAR knows they're in a spot where they need to get the fans back right. engaged. The NBA, uh, this is subtly admitting that they're in a situation (laughs) of our ratings are down, it's fan engagement not as high as we'd like it to be. We need to do something to create that energy, and this is it. The the NFL doesn't do this for a reason. The NFL does not need to do this. College football does not need to do this. There's a lot of problems with the college football world as as it sits right now, but I think it says a lot about the state of the NBA. That's my opinion. Nothing gets us talking quite like a preseason poll, though. <laughs> <laughs> We're diving in on early predictions and underdogs with the preseason AP top 25. That means absolutely nothing. Next.
2: Absolutely. And polls are out. NFL preseason is in full swing. But we are about to talk about some games under those Friday night lights. We're going to show you this week's high school football slate after the break. Plus, this Koji is back on the mic, so you know it's interesting.
1: Always. Hear what he had to say <laughs> at Niners Media Day today and where the bar is set for the 2023 season. Biff, don't miss at the podium. <laughs> you gotta funny. hear what he said next. CSL back in two. <laughs> High school football back. Here's some of the games that Charlotte Sports Live will visit this week. You got Audrey Kell at Providence, Charlotte Catholic at South Mech, Hopewell at Garinger, East Mech at Barry, West Mech at Olympic, Catch all of the high school football highlights Friday night on Charlotte Sports Live The Blitz, the original Blitz. If there's another Blitz out there for some reason (laughs) right now, they're copying Charlotte Sports Live The Blitz. We've been doing this for years, okay? So don't believe any imposter at CSL and QCN. Carla.
2: All right, let's uh, take a look at that AP, uh, preseason AP top 25, I should say. So, you know, this means nothing. But no surprise that Georgia's at the top of this list. We got Michigan, LSU, Florida State, and then – or excuse me, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama – I was reading that wrong. Um, LSU Whatever, you can read however you want, but, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, Clemson and UNC, though, the only Carolina schools.
1: That's about right. Yeah.
2: So, anyway, since we're on the subject, there's been a lot of talk about the Charlotte 49ers this offseason, and the talk of the town has really been on the Niners head coach, Beth Pogey. This
1: man is writing some checks that his players need to cash. He set the American on fire last month at the conference media day out in Texas. He was only asked three questions, got all ticked off. He was a little more tame today at Niners media day, though, which Grace Grill was in in attendance for, Grace.
0: Thank you all for being here. Um, we're really excited to get underway.
3: Charlotte football is just two weeks away from its season opener. The program enters its 10th season under new head coach Biff Poggi, who will not only lead the Niners in a new conference, but expects to win it.
0: Our goal is to win the American Conference. If we don't win that, that won't be a successful season.
3: Poggi inherited a program that won just three games last season in the CUSA. But he has completely revamped this roster and given it a new identity.
0: I mean, there's a lot of really good players. So many of them are power five players and have played at a very high level.
3: While the staff retained a lot of players from last season, they also brought in 52 new additions, which presented a unique challenge.
0: That was one of my big worries. You know, you bring in... A bunch of new guys you retain a bunch of guys how do those guys get along
1: uh, i say early on it was it was a little rough bump in the road but it's kind of just like this is your family that you that you just found out about so just realizing that we're all here on the same page it's been pretty good
3: but as it would turn out it's been harder to get some of his coaches on the same page
0: mike came highly highly recommended i think he's a future star we just got to get him to love to run the football as much as I do, and we'll be fine.
3: Uh, <laughs> well, he, uh, he's great. We're kidding. They're definitely going to run the ball. It's a run-first
0: mentality, and it's like enforcing our will and our physicality on the other team. And that's what, offensively, we just want to be a team that everybody
3: hates to play. And it sounds like the guys on the other side of the ball, they're going to be an even worse nightmare. Our fans will not be disappointed in the defense. They won't be disappointed in the offense either, but I believe believe people will come to games to see the defense play. Charlotte's first test comes Saturday, September 2nd when the Niners open up the season against South Carolina State. For Charlotte Sports Live, I'm Grace Grill.
2: Thanks, Grace. Well, we know the preseason panic is real after the Panthers' first preseason game, but we're going to take the rational approach. We're assessing Saturday's performance when CSO returns. Hey. South Carolina announced that All-American and All-SEC wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey will have his jersey retired in halftime of South Carolina's September 23rd game against Mississippi State at williams Bryce Stadium. The St. Matthews, South Carolina native stayed home for his college career after being recru- recruited as one of the top wide receivers in the nation. That was back in 2009. It does not oh, feel like it's been was a stud. that long, I know. Back to the Carolina Panthers, though. And the big question after their first preseason game for fans is, where are you on the panic meter? Are you okay? Are you – yeah, it's over.
1: I meant like a one. <laughs> it's one preseason game. But where should you be is the question. And Michael is the master of telling everyone where they should be on a panic meter. So, he answers that question for you right now. <laughs>
0: Saturday's 27-0 loss to the Jets was tough to watch. But is it time for the Panthers to panic? I don't think so. That's the short of it, but there is plenty of room for improvement. Just ask rookie quarterback Bryce Young. Starting with myself, again, there's there's things that um, I definitely could have done better. In all fairness, he's probably being a little hard on himself. A top pick from this year's draft went 4 of 6 for 21 yards. Underwhelming?
1: Absolutely!
0: But at least we now know the guy can take a hit. That
1: pocket's collapsing and he's going down.
0: When it comes to quarterbacks, though, the Panthers have a much bigger concern. We'll have to look at the film overall, you know, to
1: kind of weigh and see why we didn't score. You know, why we didn't get the ball down in there more often. Intercepted at the end of the game. We are
0: looking at you, Matt Corral. For a guy who hasn't played in almost a year, the Panthers' backup up quarterback Looked, well, like the guy who hadn't played in almost a year. Now fully recovered from a bad foot injury, Corral was unquestionably rusty, and ultimately, it might have hurt his market value should the Panthers try and trade him before the start of the season.
1: Corral gets stripped.
0: By now, we've established Carolina's offense was bad. But it would be incorrect to assume there weren't issues on the other side of the ball, too. Being honest is the biggest thing that we got to do. We got to be honest with ourselves. And if we're really being real here, well, the defense left a lot to be desired.
1: Rolls it out and throws another oh. touchdown.
0: Granted, the Panthers play without several key stars, including Brian Burns, Justin Houston, and Frankie Luvu, But it seemed like almost nobody embraced the next man up mentality. Even without Aaron Rodgers, the Jets' passing attack went 23-30 of 30 for 192 yards and three scores.
1: Throws and wide open touchdown.
0: However, all of these issues are small potatoes compared to what we saw in the trenches when Carolina had the ball. You know, obviously we had a little too much pressure at times. That is putting it mildly. New York got to Carolina's quarterbacks five times. An especially glaring statistic, considering the Panthers' offensive line was supposed to be a big strength. On Saturday, it was most certainly not. We evaluate everything. We'll grow from it. Definitely cause for concern, but all is not lost. For just like Rome, or even Charlotte for that matter, these Panthers were not built in a day.
1: Michael said, Charlotte Sports Live. Agree with his level of concern or not, he is the best sports storyteller in the area, ain't no doubt. The Panthers not only getting ready to kick their season off, but They're helping kids get ready to go back to school. Today, they hosted a pep rally at St. Matthew's where every kid got a backpack filled with school supplies. It's up for the QC crown, but is it a winner or is it just a nominee? Mm, We're going to find out next. All right, it's time for our QC crowns. Carla, you're a lady. Yes, I am. You get to go first.
2: (laughs) You're not. I am, yes. Uh, Yeah, the NASCAR Cup Series gets my crown because they did their final day of testing on the Oval. I am praying and I think that the Indy Oval is going to be back again on the schedule next year, but it's good to see this. I don't know why they ever went to the road course. It's not nearly as
1: glamorous whatever the word is
2: I feel like I should keep talking because I don't want to get to your crown it's a cop-out <laughs> my QC crown that. is you it's <laughs> Carla
1: <know>. Carla Carla <laughs> a uh, huge congratulations to you you yes. are named the new sports director here at Jet WJZY I'm headed to Houston that's right but uh well-deserved well-earned work your tail off best teammate ever uh so proud and, and big
2: shoes to feel pill
1: yeah clown shoes yes oh. Charles Sports Live tomorrow night at 11 we'll see you then